Welcome to DeGay's Watch Degrassi, the podcast where my expertise and my skepticism shines a new rainbow on this Canadian after-school special. I'm Marisa. I'm David. So today we are listening to Season 1, Episode 11, Friday Night. This title shares its title with many other things, including songs by Alistair, Loverboy, Red Gum, Ray Orbison, and Slick Shoes. Did you just go through Wikipedia of songs titled Friday Night? I didn't even do that. I just went through the songs that were listed on the Degrassi wiki. So even less. But my personally favorite reference is a 2002 French film called Vendre de Soir, which came out in the same year. So here we go with our synopsis. Sean asks Emma to hang out on Friday, and she realizes it is her first date. Will she make it through? Spinner is trying to make it through his rivalry with Mrs. Kwan, and when he pranks her hard, he isn't ready for it. There you go. That's what happens in this episode. Did that person have, like, an enlarged dinosaur? Like, one of those sponge? I think that is what it is. Right in the beginning, before we even get to Emma and Manny... Someone is walking by with, like, an enlarged sponge dinosaur in a jar, as if that's, like... That's their science project? project. (laughs) It is a giant... It shows sponginess. It grew, and I put it in water. I'm a scientist. (laughs) Although some science experiments were rather stupid or boring... I remember once we, and I guess it wasn't boring, but we had to, like, burn a gram of sugar and then figure out how caloric dense it was by how much it raised the temperature of water. It's meant to be by one degree, but it was still more fun to put way more sugar (laughs) burn it. Were you burning it, like, on a Bunsen burner? Yeah. Does it, like, light on fire, or how does that work? Does it, like, crystallize? It, like... It turns into caramel? Yeah, basically. And eventually... That's real science. I think we used the Bunsen burners once to make s'mores. Once, someone's... Because the rubber tubing on the Bunsen burners were really old. Theirs, like, broke, and then it was just this flaming rubber hose. (laughs) And they were girls, so they were like, ah, you know... Instead of, like, turn off the gas immediately. So, like, someone else had to, like, jump and turn off the gas. But it was still one of those crazy things, like, oh, my God. I'm, I, that's probably why I never really got to use the Bunsen burners, because I was in an all-girls chemistry class. You remember when you were kids, or maybe not you, but and they told you not to use axe and, like, use it as a flamethrower because... The flame can go into the can, like, through the spray, and then the can will explode in your hand. I was always wondering if the Bunsen... Like, what would have happened? Like, could that have happened? Obviously, I did not do physics past high school. I don't know the answer either. And I still don't even know if that axe thing is true. 
I just think that's probably something they would tell you so you didn't do it as a kid. It just sounds like BS, because if you do it right, I don't see how that would happen, right? So we start off with Emma and Manny showing up. <laughs> Podcast disaster. Our broom knocked over our recycling. <laughs> Manny is saying this. <laughs> Manny. Manny is saying that she got a new nail polish, flame, Passion Flame. Emma says, ooh, hot. And then Manny says, speaking of hot, and Sean's coming up. And this is the crux of the episode. This is where it, it starts out. Manny excuses herself. Sean makes some small talk with Emma. But he then says she, it's Friday. It's like... Yeah, Sean, it is Friday. <laughs> but he's just nervous trying to ask her out. Does he, though? He, he says, says he wants to hang, hang out. out. She says, sure. So. You said sure. When when I, yeah, when you asked me out. Trust me, I debated what to say. I decided sure was like. Probably, it's probably from this episode. Maybe it is. Probably. And then you went on the computer and sent an email that went through the doors. <laughs> Past Drake. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Knock books out of some kids. But uh, before the intro comes, they go, oh my gosh, it's our, my first day. Eee! And they squeal like girls. It's very cute. There is a deleted scene. I'm not sure if it comes before or when this deleted scene is supposed to be. But it's Sean in the bathroom practicing asking ML. And I'm not sure oh, if that'd it's... that'd be cool. It's definitely before then. Before. I thought maybe it might have been between because later they're in gym class it's a little hard to tell because they don't nail down where and when they're gonna meet and that's kind of like what he's saying uh, so he's like there's one where he's like emma the movies eight be there <laughs> <laughs> and he's like no not that <laughs> oh he's just like he's obviously really nervous i wish that scene had made it in because it was really funny but they're back in media immersion again. Emma has her notebook all written on Emma Nelson. Lots of squigglies. Toby says, hey, girls. No, she says, he says, guys. I mean, girls. <laughs> He's like still stuttering around Emma. And she's just like already knee deep into things with Sean. I mean, so. she's like a foot taller than him, you know? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean no, but he should... It's so obvious that she's into someone else, so... They start talking about saying that he said hangout, and then they're like, oh, is this a date? And they are both like, uh-oh, maybe it's not a date. And they start backtracking, and they're not sure. It's the Shakespeare music that Degrassi uses every time they do something Shakespeare-related. They're planning to go on 
a trip to Stratford to see Romeo and Juliet. Mrs. Kwan's talking to the eighth graders about it. Someone is making noise in class. It's like tapping noise. I've never seen a Shakespeare play live. Never. Not even like a rinky-dink one. Nope. Not even like a Shakespeare in the park. Oh, wait. Maybe I went to a Shakespeare in the park. Because there was ones in Windsor. But... Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like one of those like King Lear or something. When I was in elementary school, pro not professional, I guess professional actors came and performed Romeo and Juliet and like the whole school watched it. It wasn't students though. It was like adults. Did they like throw in also lessons about how you shouldn't use drugs and stuff or stay abstinent? No. It was just... It was straight iambic pentameter. I forget how old I was, but not old enough to grasp it at all. I just didn't... It, it was hard to follow because of the way the iambic pentameter Espe Well, is. especially if you're not being prepared for, like, oldie speak. You're just like, what is going on? I forget if we were reading it ahead of when it happened or probably someone in the school was and that's kind of one of the weird things about having a k through eight school it's like you could be a third grader and be seeing romeo and juliet because the seventh graders are reading it or something and it's like this isn't relevant and i don't get it but but it's better than being in class that couldn't be truer it couldn't be more true and then I think that A Midsummer Night's Dream was done at our high school at some point. And I saw that. I never ever went to any of the plays that our high school produced. Not a single one? Nope. I went to like, I think like one or two of the musicals. But none of the plays. Wow. Which is funny because I hate musicals as far as a genre. Except for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> good exception yeah shakespeare so someone is tapping and mrs kwan's trying to figure out who it is and guess who it drummer is drummer boy oh yeah he is kind of drumming she gives him detention grabs his disc man as he calls it my disc man and then it falls on the ground and i think the story we're meant to believe is that it breaks but it just looks like the batteries pop out. Like, maybe his CD got scratched. But the idea that it's broken from that interaction, I always found hard to believe. Right, like, like Walkmans were designed, and like, obviously it's a Walkman, but Walkmans <laughs> were designed, like, super hardy. Or at least that's what I remember. Uh, and I even had, like, a really cheap one, but it was still one of those ones where it was like, no skip. Like, so if you never mattered for me but if you went running with it like that was the big deal it wouldn't skip that's pretty cool but it lasted forever old tech was super durable sounds yeah lasted forever could take a beating you know on this segment of degay's watch degrassi we will be replacing <laughs> songs that spinner was involved in throughout degrassi with Discman, because this is the episode where his Discman breaks. A homie is a player, 
and that is all. So why would you have to go and kick his dismay? <laughs> share custody, share custody, dismay. <laughs> all right, now you go. Uh, do the Craig song. I don't know if you'll forgive me for being so dismay. <laughs> Are you ready for the great escape? The yeah, yeah, dismay. Oh my god, this bit went on way too long. Quan's disc man, that's the Degrassi band that never existed, but would have been good. Hey, Kala, hey, Kala, hey, disc man! <laughs> I'm no, like, I... whoa, California, California like disc man! <laughs> Mrs. Quan basically blames him for her breaking his disc man. Classic teacher. Do you think that's Heather Sinclair? No, Heather Sinclair is not in there yet, huh? Yeah, so we're in gym with Emma and Manny, and yeah, Heather Sinclair is in the air above them, so. But they're stretching. Dodgeball. Did you ever play dodgeball? We played variations of dodgeball, but they always involved foam balls mm. and not, like, red rubber balls. For whatever reason, in high school, we played this game called European Handball. Pretty sure it doesn't exist. I mean, I'm from Europe, never heard of it. But basically, it's um, like you have the dodgeball. And like, you know how it, there's basically like one goalkeeper and it's like a little square ball. But you can tackle each other and just rip the ball out of each other's hands. And there's very little rules. But in high school for PE, it was always seniors versus everyone else. So... Very it, fair. Well, yeah. And it was really fun when you're like a senior. Because like you were the... You had the least amount of players on your team. But, you know, senior versus a freshman, like, but, and then obviously dodgeball has always been a big thing. One of my favorite experiences was one of the jock people, like, big football stars. He was in the same PE class as me, and then, so... He's, Marisa now knows who it is. Um, <laughs> he's there just like chilling on our dodgeball team. And then eventually he's like, all right, I'm going to go in. It's my time to shine. And he's making a big like deal about himself. And just one of the freshmen just like hucks a ball, you know, just, just hucks a ball from far away. And I just saw this arc in perfect motion. Like, I knew it was going to hit him. And then I knew it was like, oh, it's going to hit him. And it just perfectly hits him in the nuts <laughs> while he's holding a ball, just running, being a <laughs> jockey guy. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. It was one of the best things ever to see. I think about that when I'm sad at times. <laughs> and down when you're in yeah. sad times. <laughs>
We had a version in elementary school that was really fun called Dr. Doctor. That does not sound like a good thing for a Catholic girl to have played at elementary school. You're just going left with the way you're thinking. <laughs> okay, Dr. Doctor. It was similar to Dodgeball. It was a group game. Mm-hmm. And it, you had two teams, and it was like Dodgeball, where we had these foam balls, like I was saying, and you'd throw it at, and, you know, making, saying foam, but... You threw them and they still hurt. It was just less than <laughs> a rubber ball. You yeah. Know? So, but you threw them at people and you got tagged out just like dodgeball. But one person on your team was the doctor and could tag people back in. So the aim was to figure out who the doctor was on the other team and tag them so then they would like slowly die out. So... We played it throughout the years, got more and more strategy and stuff, and that was kind of the fun uh, part. Yeah, that was yeah, <laughs> those are the fun like the strategies mm-hmm. that you end up building. I remember one game they started doing a sort of secret service thing where there was a bunch of people around the doctor and then they would all touch the person at the same time, so you couldn't tell which one it was. That was the doctor. So we got, like, we leveled up in, you know. Yeah. And if you got to be the doctor, it was like, oh, my God. And I was, like, this stealthy type of doctor where I'd just be, like, no one's noticing me. And I'd, like, walk by and be, like, like touch them, like, really, like, casually. And then they, like, would wait down for a few minutes and then, like, go, you know, stuff like that. I know it's, like, stupid. Yeah, I know it's stupid, but I remember... We had, so basically the gym, like a regular gym, it's in four corner, you know, four corners, and a bench would be put down on each corner. Boys were split in, you know, boys, you know, it was all boy P. So split into four teams. Each team, you were given a number, and the PE teacher would be like, one in three. So if you were, like, number one in three of your group, you had to go in. And the way you eliminated the other team was by, like, knocking a soccer ball on their bench. You know, the one soccer ball. And I was... The first person would be like, hey, team opposite us we work together to knock these two teams out and then we'll play each other and then that spiraled where then they started you know the other side were like okay we're working together now to knock you guys out but that's fun like the tactics you make secret server sounds hilarious though that was a super fun game. How did you figure out who was it? Or were you just like, all right, just you randomly... You have to just go for it. Like, guess. start freaking pegging people. And, like, it would be defensive strategy, too, you know? I feel like maybe if you, like, threw the ball, like, before they tagged, maybe, like, the first person to pull away really hard or something, and you could be like... They pulled away super hard, go for them, or, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Emma's nervous that it might not actually be a date, so she tries to talk to Sean about it, and he gets nervous and goes, yeah, and runs away. That's kind of why I think that the deleted scene might be, like, in between, because he's trying to, like, you know, build himself up for it, but he just... 
doesn't. For some reason, I was like, I'm gonna tag Sean out because I'm pissed at him. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I guess that's like middle school vibes, but... Super middle school vibes. Like, just that aggression. So, we're back to the 8th graders and Jimmy and... Ashley are making out in front of Terry. Super fun for Terry. Always fun to be that person where they're just making out in front of you and you're just like, cool, I'll just sit here. I'll just stand here, maybe look at the floor. Terry rocks. Terry rocks. That's all I gotta say. The point of the scene is... Terry has a sharp head. She rocks. (laughs) Yeah, you finally got it. (laughs) Oh, that is terrible. Foreshadowing from the gaze. Alright, so... If If you're watching this and following along with the show, don't. Go ahead and then listen to us, maybe. Or, like, the after... After watch, no. after watch podcast. No, this show came out a good twenty years ago. There's no spoiler. I don't think it's spoiler alerts are needed anymore. It's mm. you know. But the point of this scene is not that they're making out in front of Terry, but they're making out, and Mrs. Kwan sees and tells them to stop it. And beyond telling them to stop, she says, "You may think you're adorable, but not everyone thinks you are." Very sourpuss weird comment for a teacher to make like you know you don't want kids making out in the hallway sure but like to make a weird comment like that is like over the line honestly who cares is the thing like i guess you don't want them being i don't know what's the limit right where did the bases first base is kissing yes sec what's second base booby touching okay so like if kids are first basing then like that's just kid you know once it escalates beyond that maybe interaction i don't know maybe i'm crazy slippery slope slippery slope is so stupid no i know so mrs kwan is just being extra mean lately and Everyone is starting to dislike her and kind of get on Spinner's side. Spinner's behind the counter, hairnet on, and is telling Jimmy we should get some revenge on her. But he says, I don't want to end up like you with the hairnet. So Jimmy's not ready to get revenge yet. Mrs. Kwan's eating lunch in the cafeteria? That makes no sense unless she's a helper or a staff. In which case, she's being paid for her time to do that. So, like, I would take the $25 lunch, you know? If someone's going to be paying me $25 to sit there, I would take that. But, you know, whatever. I mean, we will, maybe we will figure out why Miss Kwan has a big stick up her butt. Maybe There's a she's giving birth to Pinocchio. Yeah, or maybe she's in a whale. Why would the stick be up the butt in the whale? At least Pinocchio has a stick nose. 
I was just going with the Pinocchio story because, like, Geppetto gets in the whale or whatever. Right? Maybe she's just going to turn into a donkey. Or, like, smoke a cigar because an evil Italian man gives it to her. (laughs) 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 And fashion crime ticket to Spinner. He's wearing his, like punkish alternative look that he had in these early seasons he has a studded necklace several earrings on each ear including you know cartilage piercings alternative you know he has lots of ear piercings but oh no sorry keep going and if you look closely you can tell that he has his tongue pierced too but what about the short sleeve shirt over long sleeve shirt look that he's doing is that bad like could that be rock nowadays or is that a thing of the past right now my instincts are like it's a weird choice because they would have just put him in a short sleeve shirt but they didn't. But do you not remember that? I mean, I used to rock that long, like short sleeve shirt over your long sleeve shirt. I remember it later. But we're going into another one of the deleted scenes, which is Emma asks Toby for advice on whether or not Sean was asking her out on a date. And obviously, Toby says no. No. What a dick. But this is the first example of many future Degrassi examples of people who have a crush on someone and they end up getting asked for advice. So this is the first example. Many seasons in the future... Drew does it to Marisol when he likes Allie, and Allie does it to Dave when she likes Drew. So this is a continued theme in Degrassi. There's probably more examples I'm not thinking of right now. Cigarette behind his ear? It's a pencil. Yeah, so Emma and Manny are walking down the hall, and... There's someone behind them that has something behind his ear. I think it's a pencil because you can see the eraser. While they're talking about Sean, Paige jumps in and she says, Are you having some boy trouble, Emma? Your thing for Sean is more obvious than Heather Sinclair's bargain basement nose job. So this is Heather Sinclair's second mention, I believe. So far, she has an overbite and a nose job that doesn't look good. But does that make sense? Because isn't Holly J, her sister, meant to be rich? Or her family meant to be rich? So I guess the I, that one always felt weird. So I guess Heather Sinclair is like a rich girl. So kind of maybe that's why Paige... There's a little bit of the envy, a little bit of the... Yeah, and I think the implication is that she's a mean girl, rich girl. 
like got a nose job, got whatever she wanted, and that is how Holly J acts too. So Regina later, George, essentially. Although Holly J smart, I guess Regina George isn't said to not be smart. It's just Lindsay Lohan's character is smarter. Yes, I mean she's calculating, so she's not dumb because she's right. The only the only thing I'm like she's dumb because she couldn't do the like calories by fat faster than Lindsay Lohan's character, who's meant to be a math genius. Like it's not like she thinks the boobs control the weather, or boobs tell the weather. Boobs tell the weather. They can tell when it's about to rain. Well. They can tell when it's already raining. The whatever it takes scene of this episode is when Emma is willing to take advice from Paige. She doesn't trace trust Paige at all. Although they did have that positive moment in the bathroom together. So she really needs to know what's up with Sean and she's willing to listen to what Paige says. They end up asking Paige for advice about Sean. This is actually an extended scene in the deleted scenes. Uh, Paige says, yeah, that's a date. And then she goes on to say, hey, Sean is a guy and it's just guy speak. Yes, no, grunt. Emma says, yeah, because that's what he said in gym class. And he's like, she says, yeah, definitely qualifies. Sean's a one-syllable kind of guy. And in the extended scene, Paige tells Emma, be direct with him. Like, just tell him what's up because he'll listen to you. Oh, Cheeto agrees. Be honest with the men in your life. Or women. Or a person. Doesn't matter. Whoever it is that you date. Or even the people you hate. Like the cats who come around your house. Yeah. You see them in one window, and then you have to run around to the next window, and you let them know, hey, I see you there, and I'm not okay with it. Or, I see you there, and I am okay with it. Uh, there's another bit of the deleted scene with toby and emma in which he says hey if you don't end up going out with sean we could go bowling and uh i could get you pizza and he's really like awkward and weird about it but like is trying to like uh, so what what should middle school boys do right because and i'm not saying because toby should have already figured out that Emma is just that not that into him but there's that small window where you can like either be friends or like you know be kind of more than friends be flirty my my always thing was like let's hang out and do the things I like to do or something what what but I mean, obviously, be yourself, and Toby, yourself, Emma doesn't like, so it's just, it's just not gonna happen, but, like, I'm gonna buy you a pizza, like, if someone was like that to me, if, like, a guy was like, oh, I'll, I'll take you out, buy you some pizza, it'd be like, let me just barth 
on some pizza. <laughs> I say just like be yourself, be funny, and goof around. I really like goofy, funny guys. So. Funny gets fanny. It's inappropriate, <laughs> but it's a phrase. In the UK, fanny means vagina. <laughs> so. Emma is taking in all the advice she's getting from Paige. But we're back to the 8th graders, and... Sorry, I hate to interrupt, because you like the binders they have. Terry has Travis Barker written on her binder. So apparently Terry likes them drummers. Mm-hmm. And probably like one of the people who's lasted beyond Degrassi. Like people, everyone knows who that, or not everyone, but as far as famous drummers, that's a famous drummer. From Blink-182. All the small things. This one! <laughs> so... <laughs> While Terry's holding her <laughs> Travis Barker binder, she's telling the rest of the class, uh, Mrs. Squansworth, or Miss Squansworth Radditch, she'll be here in a second, you know, she just wants us to study up for our trip. Spinner gets in front of the class and starts doing a Miss Squan impression. He is wearing a long sleeve shirt. Under. You're so right. He's wearing a long sleeve shirt under a short sleeve shirt. Oh, God. So I gave the fashion crime ticket earlier, but he was wearing his, like, outfit for, you can see. So his long sleeve shirt has flames on the sleeves, like the same kind of flames you might see on a muscle car. And then his shirt... It looks like an alt-band shirt, but not one I recognize s r and then a flaming uh if you know what this shirt is write in and let us know to gaze watch degrassi but i can't tell what it is i love it though it just takes me back i also love that in almost every classroom there's a canadian flag like just to remind us what country we're in i know i'm laughing at that being that i said the pledge of allegiance every morning which is way creepier but what's even way creepier is the pictures of the president in like the school there's always like the picture of the president hanging that was never a thing in Britain like the prime minister's picture on anything and it's just like weird like going and it's just like oh okay so we just have George W. Bush's like grinning face like aha kids just like staring at us okay cool you want to hear something even creepier i kind of forgot about this until you mentioned but my elementary school is very small and in our very small elementary school library there were some photos like up on the wall and it was like photos of students who went there but they like died in a plane crash or something and like i think their family might have paid to have our like library with four rows of books attributed to them <laughs> so we'd be sitting like listening to 
our librarian read us a book or we'd be doing typing class at the colored max that they used to have and it'd be like <laughs> it'd be like the dewey des or photos oh i thought you were gonna be like it's like the dewey decimal system but you had a weird one where it's like the dewey decimal and then the johnson memorial section and then for some reasons like hey the johnsons I know your four children died in that tragic plane crash. What a way to memorialize them by donating to our library. We could put a little bronze plaque. No, it was like uh, 20 by 20 photos of them like up on the wall. Like <laughs> to buy the ceiling. Looking down on you. I'm pretty sure Jesus was between them as well. Oh, no. Spinner is imitating Miss Kwan, making jokes about how boring Shakespeare is. By the way, throughout this episode, they're playing the same Shakespeare song, you know. Do, 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 do. I love it because it continues throughout the entire series. He basically says, calls Jimmy a moron for thinking that Shakespeare's boring. And then when Mrs. Kwan starts to come back into the room, they sit down, act like nothing happened. You know, everyone stops laughing and they're all quiet. But then Mrs. Kwan starts saying the exact same speech that they were and says... Did you know that Mr. Radish's office has a direct line from our classroom to his? And the whole point of this, see this scene is it's setting up what happens later, but it literally makes no sense. I'll, like, bring that up later. Um, it makes no sense. Uh, Can we now bring it up now? Well... I mean, it's the whole point of this is the direct line between the two class or the classroom and his office. That's the whole point of the scene. Um, but like, even then, that makes no sense. It just makes no sense. Like, oh, that speaker system is also a microphone system to Principal Radage's room. And, like, what? So he can go listen into any classroom at any time? Or, like, how would that even work? Do you, like, can you imagine the logistics of that? Like, if it was just her room into Principal Radage's, maybe that makes sense. But even then, that asks so many questions. Why does Principal Radage have, like, a weird speaker system between his office and Mrs. Kwan's room? Like, and the whole idea, like, you could isolate it. Like, this is the early thousands. How much money does this school system have? I may work for a tech department at a school system. It's to advance they, the plot, obviously. They're using this device for multiple things. They're getting in trouble, getting detention. It's their last straw. It's setting up the next part of the plot at the same time. They just jammed all of that together in this one bit. And honestly, I think they might have done what a lot of 
quote-unquote kids shows do like oh they won't notice or oh it's you know it's fine and it's like it's really not like I noticed that stuff I did as a kid too I'd be like what the hell how would that work how would you get right there's so many times especially in kids shows when kids get caught and it's kind of like how are you that sloppy that's like a level of sloppiness whereas like you would be caught for anything you would be caught not tying your shoes yeah we calculated a lot more we did bad stuff i don't know if it's just calculating it's just you know getting away with things i mean we're different though i covered up my boneheadedness I didn't I didn't try to sneak anything past anyone. I just covered up my stupidity. I've told you before, when I was like 4, I lost the lid to my Coke bottle and my Coke had gone warm and I was like, "Oh, but I wanted it to be cold." So I was like, oh, "I'll put it in the freezer," but it didn't fit perfectly in the freezer. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just angle it and close it really fast, and it'll just freeze instantly. Didn't just ruin the entire freezer drawer. So we pick back up with Emma and Sean. They're in the media immersion lab, Emma with her crimped hair, and she sends a IM to Sean and says, what's going on? Did you have that in, like, the computer classes, the sort of IME things? I don't know. I don't remember IMing each other. We did. Anyway. He says, besides you hating me, and she says, I don't hate you. And then they, he walks over to her, and they clarify things, like, why are you trying to kill me at dodgeball? And they realize that they just had a miscommunication, and they still want to go out, and they're still... They're both really excited. So he says, I'll pick you up at seven at your place. And they're all set. And they're like, oh, she's so excited. Oh, there's stars in her eyes. Meanwhile. So like, what was Gavin and Drake are at? Spinner and Jimmy. Spinner and Jimmy. (laughs) Gavin and Drake. Isn't Spinner's name Gavin? Well, yeah, but... Okay, so I got at least one right. (laughs) Gavin and Drake are in detention. Yes. And their detention is one of those detentions where you just, like, are just held there for an hour. Those were always, like, such stupid detentions. Did you ever have ones like that? Like, a lot of detention or whatever in school, there's punishment exercise... Which I remember when I was a little five-year-old being like, punishment exercise. And I thought it was like the like principal made you do laps around the building or like push-ups. Like it was exercise for punishment, but it was just lines. Like it was sort of like, you know, Bart Simpson at the start, you know, writing You lines. had to write lines. Oh, yeah. And like... I even came up, there was, like, systems of how you could write lines faster. The, like, easiest way, I mean, the most obvious way, obviously, they come with I. Like, I must not or something. So, you get a ruler 
and then you just draw one big line and that's just you got all your eyes done you got all 50 lines of eyes done right there obviously you had to like sort of you know break it up make it look like it's not clearly from a ruler but that's how you did it like one letter at a time like don't do the lines individually just do letter letter you know like that's wild to me though i never had to do lines i think detention was always just sitting there i remember once i did do like an essay i forget what i did it was like something like i lied or something i forget what it was but then i had to do like an essay and it had to be a two-page written essay and it was just like at the end it was like bullshitting <laughs> like if i don't lie then i can never have a wife because she won't like me because I lie. And if I lie, that I, you know, like, it's like I'm an eight-year-old, like, and I'm mm-hmm. having to, like, write this shit. Little did they know, here you are with a wife and you lie to me all the time and I don't give a shit. Right? Well, it's the same as you'll never have a calculator in your pocket and now we all do. <laughs> it's exactly. And or like, even, like spelling even our phones have spell check now our phone can be like hey you didn't spell that right or like detention it's like so you have to waste your time for no reason it's like there's never uh, it's like all the systems in life that force you to waste time for no reason are stupid it's there's not that's not ever justified marisa you waste my time i'll waste yours that's just the crux of it, okay? It's like, you're getting paid to be here, dumbass. Well, she's salaried. By the same time, you're salaried, so why do you give a fuck? Like, I'm not gonna waste my time with you. So, also while they're in detention, Mrs. Kwan mentions that she has a night class she's gonna be teaching. So, that kind of gives them the idea for their revenge plan and spinner writes on a piece of paper tonight equals revenge crumples it up really loudly and passes it super obviously he couldn't have just wrote it and like here look over at my piece of paper or that he he coughed david he coughed and it totally covered the really loud crumple noise No, I know what you mean. Like when you used to, when we used to pass notes, that's exactly what we do. We would just write on our notebook and then like lean over and like we just read. And teachers just don't pay attention a lot of the time. They wouldn't even notice. I think they would have heard the like stupid cough though. Yeah. So in the we're back to Emma and Sean. Sean's walking up. He seems like he's a little nervous, but he's excited. And Emma's frantically trying to decide what to wear. And if you notice, she has one outfit on, and then in her hand, she has a red shirt. And that will, like, come back into play, that red shirt, later. Um, Spike accidentally says, like, oh, my first date was terrible, I had verbal diarrhea, and it just, and, like, it makes Emma even more nervous. (laughs) It doesn't help at all. Do you remember the first date you ever went on? Yeah, it was to the movies. Was it any mishaps or? Not really. 
Just but I don't remember what movie it was. Is the weird thing. Mm. What um, year was it? Early thousands. You're in so, Britain. So maybe Shrek or something like Shrek Two. I don't know. Maybe Shrek Two. I think Shrek One came out when we were like yeah. eight. Yeah. So like maybe Shrek not that two. one. Yeah. yeah. Or even Shrek Three. Mm. Where, how old were you? I don't know. What's a fifth grade? Fifth, sixth so grade. So you're like eleven or twelve. Yeah. That's pretty normal. A little young, but that's fine. Yeah, same with me. Pretty much, I was in. I was twelve when I was in seventh grade, and that's sort of when I started dating. Although I wasn't allowed to, so it was a little tricky there in the beginning. I'd go on like fakey dates with my friends there. Mm-hmm. So, but important dates were with you. Gay. <laughs> this is a gay podcast. And we are gay people. Still gay. One of the things I love about Degrassi is that a lot of the actors have kind of cool, unusual names, which me, as an unusually named person, makes me feel seen and like... But the Canadians do the thing like with British actors where they have a stage name and it's not their actual name, like David Tennant and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, they're all young, so I would imagine it's their true names. Would you pick a stage name at 12? Yeah. I guess Paul you Nevins. would. You got yours in the yeah. pocket. You're ready. I don't have a stage name. It'd probably be like something rainbow related. A lot of people call me rainbow. I think that's more of your stripper stage name. You're talking like David Tennant. His name's not David Rainbow Unicorn. Well, the 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 person formerly known as Rainbow. People have weird stage names, or just you know that don't sound like a name. Yeah, that, drag, that's fine. drag queens and strippers. It's really cute though, because for me, having watched the original Degrassi High and Degrassi Junior High, it's cool to see Spike like. Supporting her daughter, even though not in the greatest way, but it's still nice. I watched the original Degrassi and then the old Degrassi, so I kind of look at it as like a prequel, even though that's for sure not how it was made. You know, the original Degrassi was for sure made first, but I just like to think about it that way. Like, all those stories are prequels to this, and then, Mm -hmm. so... So she says, have a good time, be home by 10. It's really cute. Sean calls her Christine, which I always thought was really sweet. But he, she makes them take a picture with the Polaroid camera. It's like this OO's Polaroid that I definitely knew people who had. That, and it produced these little tiny pictures that were like half the size of a normal Polaroid. It was the funniest thing. It's bright blue, just very much of those. Emma names off a bunch of stuff that they could do on a date. And Sean says, don't worry, no matter what we'll do, we'll have fun. And she says, oh God, that was verbal diarrhea, wasn't it? And right when she says diarrhea, a bird poops all over her outfit. (laughs) Oh, it's just like classic you know first date issues yeah or just classic first date issues you've never had someone poop on you no date no i've 
been lucky to like only have ever been pooped on once by a bird. Where? And tell me, like, tell me about like it. Just like on the shoulder of a jacket. Were you like luckily with your family and not at school or something or? No, it was at school. <laughs> Did people see or? Probably. Wasn't I... a fun experience, but I mean, it was like I said, it was a rain jacket, so you could at least just wash it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's good. Not like a jean jacket or something. Right. It's like, all right, this has to get washed ten times before I put it back on. <laughs> I guess bird poops are not, like, super gross, but they're... I think I knew, like, a story of, like, Ew. someone who, like, they were on a hike or whatever, and they were looking up, and they, like, accidentally, like, swallowed, like, a bird shit, like, right in its mouth, their mouth, and they were, like, throwing up... And like, is that real? Can that be real? Well, I mean, it was their parent regaling the story, so I don't think a parent would make. uh, Parents do lie, but what parents like? Yeah, my kid got shit in the mouth. I guess so, and that's also kind of a weird move. Like, hey, I'm gonna tell your friends about you getting shot in. Like, what? It wasn't like they were. It was like family friend, you know. Oh, okay. So it's not like. That's still annoying. I could see my parents doing something like oh, that. Oh, there's but... probably so many embarrassing stories of yours that you wouldn't want people told that they've told. Do you think that the bird, when he did that, was like, oh, did you see that? Yeah. And they were all like, LOL, those right. dumbasses, get off our mountain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... We're back with Jimmy and Spinner. It's dark. It's obviously nighttime by now. And they are sneaking back into the school. They put tape on the door so that they could sneak back in. And now we're in Mrs. Kwan's ESL class that she teaches at night. So Mrs. Kwan's saying that they're about to have a test. Um... You will write the test, you write the test, and then you'll be able to say you wrote the test because it's about verb tenses. But before she finishes getting the test started, she hears someone chewing gum loudly, and we know it's actually Spinner in the principal's office using the intercom, but this goes back to the point we were talking about before, which is that Mrs. Kwan was, or Miss Kwan was in the principal's office hearing them in the classroom, and now we're watching them do the opposite, and, like, it's just weird. It doesn't make any sense. Like, the previous scene is supposed to explain how they're doing this, but it was literally the opposite, and it's like, all recording or projecting doesn't go two ways all the time. Everything's not a telephone, you know? Uh-huh. So, it's just a weird... It's like, ugh, come on. I keep calling Mrs. Miss Kwan Mrs. Kwan accidentally. I'm sorry. She is married, but she is Miss Kwan. I guess she kept her maiden name, so... Or some people just go by Miss instead of or it's like there's miss, ms and mrs and a lot yeah. of teachers go by ms 
Yeah, she's Ms. Kwan. Exactly. So. I go by mix. I go by pick and mix. Miss Kwan gets one of the janitors to let her into the principal's office because she, like, kind of figures out what's happening. But for some reason, she doesn't look under the desk or inspect it all. Mm -hmm. She's just like, oh, I don't visually see anyone immediately when I look in the room. They're just, like, hiding under the desk. Like, so that's another bit that's a little bit unbelievable. But they start phase two of their prank and start calling up and they're making an order of some kind. It's like, ooh, what are they ordering? Kind of unrealistic nowadays, though. Yeah, you'd probably be using an app or something. And you have to pay ahead of time? Yeah! In what universe do you not have to pay ahead of... Like, I've never... I don't know if we have ever ordered something where you can just pay, like, later. I guess if you're paying cash, then they'll let you do that, but... But it just seems like not a thing now. It'd be like, I still want a credit card to hold or something. Like, Mm -hmm. give me... And I feel like the person on the line could have been a little bit more skeptical. Like, a $50 wing order, which... So it's like a pretty expensive order being sent to a middle school in the middle of the night. Wouldn't you think, hmm, like... Yeah. You know, maybe I should make them pay ahead of time just in case. Like, oh, sorry, we can't do cash only past 7 p.m. You can make shit up Or like past that. a certain amount or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's totally a thing. Like, yeah. They totally do that to us with Wingstop. But I don't care because I love Wingstop. Their atomic is pretty good. Yeah, they're not paying me to say this. It's just the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Their blue cheeses could be bigger. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. They used to have potato salad, and they don't anymore, and that's a little sad. Although I tried their new, they have, like, corn, fried corn now, and that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we're back to Emma and Sean's date. Oh, God, what are they? Okay, but we have a product placement moment. They're getting dinner, and they're having drinks. Can you help me out with identifying these? Um, Sir? One looks like the brisk, like an iced lemonade. Oh, yeah, the one on the right? Yeah. Yeah, the so. one, so Emma has both her burgers and both her drinks, and the one on the right looks like, or her left, looks like a brisk iced tea in yeah, a can. It looks like a Hanson's, but it's not. It looks like it says surplus. Right, or plus or something, maybe it's a French. Maybe it's French-Canadian yeah. soda. It looks like it's orange flavored. If you know what this is, write us in and let us know. But, you know, our Brit and U.S. brains are like, I don't know what that is. It. <laughs> so she says that she got the veggie burgers. If you notice, she's now wearing the red shirt that she showed her mom earlier. She's like, should I wear this one? So when she went back to change, she clearly put on... <laughs> The red shirt that she was going to wear before since she got Also, <laughs> I know it's, like, fine, but, like, the way she hands the burger over to Sean with her thumb all, like, over it, like... 
If you were on a first date and your date touched your food, you'd be disturbed? I guess I wouldn't be disturbed. I mean, I guess, like, it's how into the date you are. I mean, if you're like, oh, my God, I'm dating Emma, you wouldn't give a shit. But if you're like, uh, we'll see how it goes, and they did something like that, you know, you'd be like, eh, it's a little grody. It's a little weird. Well, what about, like, sharing a popcorn? It's like the same thing. I guess that's true. But that seems different for whatever reason. I guess, like, if you ever have to do, like, food service shit, you know? You're always thought, like, don't touch their crap, you know, their food in front of them. You know, don't, you know, like, put your hands in specific ways so you don't touch the food or interact with the food. You know, but I get it. If you were like excited, you'd be like, you wouldn't give a shit. Just still, don't put your thumb all over it. Especially when you're being shit on by a bird. I'm sure she washed when they went home. Come on. Emma mentions that they, like, she bought the burgers and it's the least that she can do after they went home for her to change and her mom took a second photo. So we know there's now two photos mm-hmm. out there and the little tiny mini Polaroid pics that they used to have back in the day. And they're talking about... Emma got them veggie burgers. Obviously, she's a vegetarian, being an environmentalist. Sean mentions an aunt and uncle whose farm he visited in the past. Um, This is another example of weird season one stuff that's like... Okay, but are we not even going to talk about the weirdness that his story is basically Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs? Like, I visited these families in Silence of the Lambs. She was staying with, like, I forget if it's her grandparents or whatever, and they had a sheep farm. And it was, like, in the spring season where the lambs were, like, being born and stuff. And she witnesses the, like, slaughtering of the lambs, i.e. the silence of the lambs and things like that. And she, like, tries to run off with, like, her favorite lamb or something. And then, you know, eventually gets taken back to the family members but like that you know it's like the exact same story kind of like or when i first heard it i was like this is like silence of the lambs this is like silence of the lambs i saw them getting slaughtered and now i can't and the weird thing is i even had a teacher who was a vegetarian and she like was polish and she had a similar story where her family had a chicken farm and she saw them like killing the chickens and stuff and that's why they were a vegetarian okay i have notes hmm first off when she ran off with her favorite lamb so that they didn't get slaughtered a lamb by the time they're getting slaughtered is really really big not big enough to carry away you'd have to lead them away and they're too fucking stupid for that like it's really weird for a person of small stature to take a ring into a volcano, but that's the plot of Lord of the Rings. Or, you know, like, it's really weird to have dinosaurs come back to life as a theme park and it all goes wrong. That, you know, that just doesn't make sense. But it's still, it's a movie. 
Well, but you were talking about real life people too. It's like we used to slaughter our lambs, and I didn't care. I didn't cry about it. You didn't slaughter them. Dennis slaughtered them. Well, they were Dennis, Dennis's. Someone else did. But they oh, were that's... their sheep. It wasn't like it was your family's sheep. They like occupy your land as free like. Weed control. Yeah, they're free lawnmowers who live on the land. But still, it wasn't like a heartbreak. Emma agrees with Sean about eating meat and just buying meat at the supermarket in its shiny packages, but she doesn't realize while she's speaking she accidentally put a blob of ketchup on her chin. This is kind of embarrassment number three of their date. Embarrassment number one is her mom taking a picture. Embarrassment number two is bird pooping on her. If you want to get technical, her mom takes a second picture. But this is embarrassment number three. Her getting a big blob of ketchup on herself. Honestly... Do first dates ever get better, or do they just always suck? No, they get better. I mean, your first first date sucks the most. I mean, it's like, I guess, as gross as it is, the first time ever getting interpersonal with someone will generally suck more than if you did it another time, but it's the same with dates. We're back to Mrs. Kwan class. And, hey, back to the pizza pizza reference product placement from episode one. Episode one had the same pizza pizza box uh, for the pizza that Emma was sharing with her creepy uh, stalker guy. Maybe it's the generic pizza box for Canadians. Sort of like how American ones, it's the Italian guy with the mustache. Mm-hmm. And the big giant pizza. Yeah, big giant pizza and he's got like sort of like curly hair and the hat. Yeah, he looks sort of like Mario. Mm-hmm. When it says pizza pizza, I automatically associate Little Caesars. That's where we went last time with it. Mm-hmm. But we might have just missed that this is just a generic... Although Little Caesars does do wings. I've never eaten them, so I can't endorse them or not. I've only ever eaten their pizzas. Their pizzas are okay. You know, you get what you pay for. You don't pay for much. You you know. I remember when I was about eight, I moved to here where we live now. And we started having direct TV instead of whatever, cable. And that changes the commercials you see. And I started seeing Little Caesars, and I suddenly wanted crazy bread and the marinara dip, and that was all that I cared about. I was really ad-susceptible as a child. (laughs) Your dad was never like, marinara is just tomato paste mixed with a bit of tomato. I don't know. I guess it was just more of like a blanket no statement. But the first time I had crazy bread or whatever, I feel like I was like, oh. I don't really remember 
food ads being a thing in Britain. I mean, I'm sure... I mean, there was food ads. I remember, like, Domino's and The Simpsons had a thing. Because I watched The Simpsons. And, you know? But... I don't remember them as much. I mean, I'm sure it's still, like, there now. You know, if I was there now, it'd be like... Chipotle! With their new quesadilla... That doesn't come with the avocado or salsa or sour cream that is showing with the quesadilla. You have to, that's extra. You have to buy that extra. That's false advertising so if I ever regret. saw that. So much regret. So Gavin and Jimmy went for the economical route and went for Little Caesars. Mrs. Quan's like, I'm not going to pay for this. It's like $50 for the wings. But then her students are all like, I'm hungry. I'll pay for some wings. And one of them's like, I will eat the chicken wing. I eat the chicken wing. I ate the chicken wing. Oh, and they're laughing there. They're just, like, laughing, Jimmy and Spinner. They're just like, oh, my God, we got her so good. Okay, we're back to Emma and Sean, the cutest lesbians that weren't lesbians. Like, he has a turtleneck sweater with denim over it. And earrings, like studs in his ears. I love Sean so much, so, so much. Honestly, he's, like, the guy that I liked the most on the show, are totally like lesbians if he could just overlook the fact that Sean is a boy. Emma realizes that she doesn't know where her wallet is. They think she thinks that she accidentally threw it away and Sean's trying to find it for her in the trash. He fails at finding it and a security guard ends up coming up to them. So this is embarrassment number four for Emma. You know, she lost her wallet and now she has to. I feel her pain. I once lost my car in a car park when I was on a date. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't remember where I parked. It was a really confusing car park with lots of layers and stuff. But Sounds like you. I think that they didn't care because like... The date still turned out well. But speaking to Miss Kwan, Jimmy and Spinner are egging a pu a piece of artistic beauty. A automotive piece of brilliance. They have a weird bucket of eggs. Why are they not just in a carton like normal? Why is it covered in water? Why is the eggs suspended in water? I think it's just a shadow. I think it just looks weird in a shadow. But they're throwing eggs at her car because she made them feel shitty. And Jimmy f throws at least one, saying, you know, you made me and Ashley feel like dirt. And they hide behind a different car, see her come up to her car covered in eggs and shit, and she just bursts into tears, starts crying really hard, you know? 
Spinner's like, yeah, gotcha, bitch. And Jimmy's like, oh my god, we fucked up. Mrs. Kwan crying at the car. This is the it goes there moment. They're just thinking about their own feelings and how she's messing up their lives. And they don't even realize that she's having all these hardships of her own. Or that she even really has real feelings. Hello, teachers have feelings. We're back to Emma and Sean. They're in like some kind of warehouse. There's a bunch of sodas behind them that they should have just been drinking all the soda and hanging out all night. But he's trying to find her wallet. And when they're talking through, oh, how did you lose it? You almost spilled ketchup on it. And then you did what with it? And she realizes that she put it in the pocket of her jacket and then tied her jacket around her waist. So then she didn't realize that it, like, she had it in her pocket the whole time. Dun, dun, dun. And Sean tries to, like, smile and, like, laugh it off. But Emma's so embarrassed. It's, like, the last nail in the coffin and she just runs away. The red shirt does remind me of, like, strawberries with sprinkles that Emma's wearing. Mm, Now I want ice cream. Young Emma reminds me of myself so much. This is pre-poop, and this is post-poop. I like your first outfit better, says JT. They're all judging the next day, her first date. Toby tells her, hey, he's not going to let anything get in the way if he actually likes you. And then he struts in all big dick. Big dick energy. That's the way Sean is. He doesn't give a shit. He says, so, how's your wallet? (laughs) Just to fuck with her. But then she says she's really sorry. And he sees the two pictures and he says, hey, can I have this? Does he take the post poop or pre poop? He takes the post poop pic. Oh. With her red shirt. He takes it. And it's the sweetest thing ever because we know for a fact that he keeps that picture, like, long, long, long throughout time. The make it through moment of the episode is Sean takes the picture from Emma and even though their first day goes bad, it just turns out beautifully and they love, they, they just love each other. They're... Ugh. I love I love this couple so much. In the meantime, Spinner's hanging out with Redhead Guy. Yeah. With his red shirt and tie. And when we say redhead, we don't mean redhead. We mean his hair is fire engine red. Where is this kid any other time ever? Never. Never. And also the girl, like, wearing a Kiyoshi Warrior shirt. Where are these people from? They're laughing about what they did to Miss Kwan. Ashley comments that she thinks it sounds kind of cruel. That kind of clues Jimmy into the fact that he, you know, his instincts that they went too far were correct. Mr. Radich walks in and says, Hey, Mrs. Kwan's not, or Miss Kwan's not going to be here now or for the rest of term because she is taking a leave of absence. Terry asks, Is she okay? And he says, 
her husband is very sick and he's been going through chemo and the stress of that on top of everything else has been too much and when they hear that shit they feel so bad like we pranked this woman whose husband has chemo and like we didn't even they're just teenage boys they didn't even think about it but also sucks for them now radish is their teacher Radish is our teacher, and they don't get to go on their um, field trip to Stratford anymore. But that is the end of this episode of The Gays Watch Degrassi. I hope you enjoyed it. In our next episode, in our Foul next. <laughs> in our next episode. Manny decides she wants to join the power squad with Paige and Hazel, but Emma feels jealous and betrayed when she branches out in her friendships and ends up betraying Manny even harder. Does that sound like drama to you? Get ready for it, because it's Degrassi!